There's a little button you'll need to press to say it's fine to record it. Um, so, yeah, there's always habits and behaviours that you're going to put in. So we've spoken about that it's always like this little refining process each and every week. So at the beginning, we're getting all the, the kind of foundations in place. And as you work through your journey, there's always little improvements. And that's how we always work. It's never going to be perfect every single week. It's never going to be perfect on week one. And I think quite a lot of the six weeks, guys, um, in your check-ins have kind of shown a bit of frustration about not getting results really quickly. It doesn't happen like that. It's a, it's a accumulation of lots of efforts over lots of little bits of effort over time. So we're going to look at changing habits and how to make it as easy as possible. So we're not trying to change everything all at once. And that's the reason we work on just small incremental changes over time. What we're trying to do is think about, right, what is the most important thing? What is the, the one thing that if that went right, everything else would then fall into place? So that can be from your sleep um, to your prep to what time you work out. So I'm a morning workout person. Um, and if I know that if I train in the morning, I'm got more energy I'm more motivated I've just got a bit more oomph about me than the days that I don't so for me that's that has a domino effect on everything else my mood everything you might not be a morning exerciser that's absolutely fine um but there could be some other things that if you did in the morning would then have a really positive effect on your day so we will get stuck in um we've got habits and we've got changes so at the moment you've got a lot of ingrained habits of things that you do. Some of those habits will help you go towards where you want to be, towards your goal, and some will be taking you further away. And what we want to try and do is to split these into two different categories, maximise the ones that do help you and minimise the ones that don't. So we're looking at habits that are going to make the most effective change and the change that you're looking for. So you're the product of your daily habits and behaviours. Whatever decisions you're making, around your activity, around your nutrition, the habits you've got around them, um, will get your result in one way, shape or form. Now, what that result is, is very dependent on what those daily decisions, activities, habits are. That's what's gonna dictate your results. So if your habit is to not move, to eat lots of junk, to hardly drink any water, to have really poor sleep, um, then your results aren't going to be the ones that I'm going to imagine that you are hoping for. Wait a second, let's do this in. So if we could change some of those habits, take you more towards the goal that you guys have signed up for, the result that you guys have signed up for. So how do we make it easy? How do we make it easy? We want to look at small habits that we can introduce. So if you go in on day one of a program, everyone's highly motivated. You remember that emotional cycle of change where um, day one, you are like misinformed optimism and you're like, this is going to be amazing. Nothing's going to stand in my way. I'm going to smash every single day. And then inevitably life comes in and throws a few spanners in the works and then things don't go to plan and you get a bit disillusioned. So if we try and change everything all at once, you're going to get really overwhelmed, confused, and not really know where you want to put your effort. So imagine if you could put 100% effort into one thing, what a big impact that would have rather than 10% effort into improving lots of things. So if we think about brushing your teeth, I bet you've not got that in your diary. I bet you've not thinking, oh, I better make time to brush my teeth. Um, or thinking about, I'm just not motivated to brush my teeth. You brush your teeth because it's a habit. You do it day in, hopefully twice, day in day out um you don't think about it it's an automatic thing me i come out of the shower i dry myself off i brush my teeth 
That's what happens day in, day out. It's not something that I need motivation for. It's not something that I have to plan into my diary. I don't have to find time to do it. It happens because I've done it <laughs> since I've had teeth. Um, however, if you miss a day of brushing your teeth, it's probably not going to have that big an impact, is it? I mean, you might have a bit of stinky breath, but you're probably not going to need dental work. You're probably not going to need anything major happen. Nothing really happens if you miss your brushing your teeth once. However, you continually miss brushing your teeth. You're, nobody's going to want to talk to you close up, are they? Um, you're probably going to need some fill-ins. And the reverse happens. So if you brush your teeth every day, you get a full set of healthy teeth. People will stand close to you while you talk. Um, so the same applies to fat loss and fitness. So that's when we talk about consistency with habits and behaviours rather than being absolutely perfect every single day, day in, day out. So if you miss a gym session, nothing happens. But the reverse is true as well. If you go to the gym, you leave, nothing happens. It's the accumulative effect of continuing to do it. So in one sense, you'll leave with an, uh, feeling proud of yourself, feeling a bit more upbeat, upbeat in a good mood. But in terms of your fat loss, nothing happens when you leave the gym. You have to keep doing it. Same with brushing your teeth. Same, we've spoken about the 2P machine and putting your 2Ps in the slot, that little arcade machine. You put one 2P in, nothing happens. If you just up and walk away at that point, you're never getting the payout, are you? You think 2P, that hasn't made any difference. I'm going to have to go. You have to keep putting the 2Ps into the slot to get the payout. And that's what you want to think about your habits and behaviours as, is putting 2Ps in the slot. So that one healthy meal doesn't do anything, does it? That one session at the gym doesn't do anything. It's the accumulative effect of all these things. So if you can only do things, and this is why a lot of the um, really intense fat loss programs where they slash your calories, they hammer you in the gym, um, then it's, my doorbell's just gone. Then it's a case of, bear with me, bear with me, sorry. There we go, paper towels for the gym. <laughs> um, if you had water in the gym, that would be amazing. You'd have something to dry with the paper towels. So, yeah, you need that cumulative effect of doing these things day in, day out. So, habits, consistency over perfection. So, that one time, that one missed event, that one bad meal that one bad night's sleep, that one day we didn't drink a lot, a lot more. If you're consistent the rest of the time, it has no effect. Yesterday, we all had a day off as a family. Very rarely are we all not doing something at a weekend. So we went down to Mavi, the restaurant down the road. I ate so much. It was so lovely. It was a Turkish menu. I had a pudding, I had a cocktail, and I had a glass of wine. Um, it was a lot of food. Um, but consistency over the other... Four weeks of the month has been good. So that one meal makes no difference to anything at all. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we want to keep it as simple as possible when you're making changes. Again, if we go to changing everything, completely overhauling your life on day one, it's going to be very hard to keep up with it. It's going to be exhausting. So small actions will lead to big changes long term. And this is what we're not good at, is, it, is waiting for the result. Everybody wants it now. We're in a day and an age where you can pretty much get anything you want by picking up your phone and ordering a takeaway. Amazon, that was an Amazon delivery. I don't have to go and get that. I can just tap on my phone. Um, what did I need the other day? And I just ordered it while I was out walking. Um, 
it's very easy. We're not used to delayed gratification, having to wait for that result. But if you can put those actions in and they add up and add up and up, add up. So there's a book called um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. So if you've not read it, I highly recommend it. I, I listen to audiobooks rather than read books, but um, I've listened to it several times and each time I get something different out of it. And that's what I'm talking about, the guys that are maybe not on their week two of their journey. Every time you hear this, you get something different out of it and think, oh, I could use that. So he talks about the power of 1%, that when you've got an ice cube in a room and you gradually increase the temperature in the room by one degree each time, there is a point where that ice cube starts melting. So maybe let's say it's 13 degrees. I don't know, I'm making up numbers here. At 12 degrees, it doesn't melt. But the accumulative effect of that one degree, that one degree, that one degree, one degree, then gets the result at the end. So think about if you could improve something by 1% every day. I was asking them the morning class in, uh, in the gym that we do finishers and they record their times and they try and get better every single week. If they got 5% better every single week for four weeks, then that 5% multiplies, doesn't it? So they're more than 20% better at the end. They're about 60% better. But if they could just put 5% more effort in, that's nothing, is it? Everybody can put 5% more effort into something. And when you add that up over time, it's monumental. It's huge. So we're going to do a little exercise. Now, you can make a note of this and do it out with the time of this. But make a little list of absolutely everything you do from the moment you open your eyes to the moment you go to bed at night. So for me, first thing I do, I turn the alarm off. I get up, I walk to the bathroom, have a pee, brush my teeth, wash my face. Put the top half of my clothes on because I like to sit in my jammies while I drink my coffee, go downstairs, kettle on. You, you get the idea. Once you've got your big list, we're going to get a highlighter pen. And one colour is going to get highlighted in the habits and behaviours that help towards your goal. So what helps you on the things that you do? What are useful? What's moving you towards the goal? And then in another colour, you're going to highlight the ones that don't, that take you further away from your goal, that sabotage the result that you say that you're looking for. For the ones that don't help you, we're going to look at ways that you can either replace, minimize them. So it could be, for example, scrolling on your phone is a huge one. So we all say we don't have time, don't we? I don't have time, I don't have time. Um, but go and check your screen time on your phone. I bet you any money that there is hours. Now, I use my phone for work. I schedule all the social media posts you see and I'm messaging you guys on my phone. So my screen usage is quite high. But it's not all I do on my phone. I get lost in these little scroll holes. I am going through seeing what Debbie's doing on her holiday or whatever. Um, so what could you replace that time with? So the, the things that are not helpful, we're looking at replacing them with. So it could be um, snacking at night. So first thing to check is you're eating enough during the day, but it could be that you don't buy the foods that, like I call them trigger foods, the foods that if you start eating, you can't stop eating. Um, I discovered Takis the other day. It's crisps. My daughter bought them. Oh, my dear God. They're addictive. They're addictive. So that's something I won't buy because I know I can't have a couple. I'm going to have loads of them because they're so addictive. And bear in mind that a lot of these kind of snacky foods, you know, there's research that actually happens with how to make them the most um, moorish as possible. And it goes down to the taste, the flavour, the crunch, the texture. Um, all of these things. So they're designed to keep you eating. So that might be something you just don't buy it anymore. I've got kids, 
they love a Kit Kat. We've always got hundreds of Kit Kats in here. Um, so there, there will be times when you buy things for the kids, but how can you make it difficult for them or for you to nibble at them mindlessly? So for example, if we've got a fruit bowl and it sits on the side, beside the cooker, kind of out the way, you wouldn't really notice it was there. And um, usually the packed lunches get put in front of it and that kind of thing. However, I'd moved it onto the table, had started eating fruit because it was there, it was easy, it was visible. Um, so what can you, how can you minimize or replace? Then just like we spoke about at the beginning, what small habit can you implement that will have a domino effect? So if you do this one thing, then all these other things will fall into place. So I've already spoken about if I work out first thing, I'm happier, I'm more productive, I've got more energy, um, and then on the days that I don't. So that's an easy hit, I get my workout in and I feel good for the rest of the day. So that has a domino effect. If you feel good, you're more likely to make good food choices, you're more likely to be kind to yourself um, and nourish yourself. Um, if you struggle with water, get yourself a fancy water bottle. Fill it up in the morning. That's the habit, maybe, is to fill up the water bottle. Planning out your food. If you know what you're going to eat when, it's much easier to stick to your nutrition plan. Buy healthy foods and don't buy those trigger foods that you can't stop eating. Peanut butter is another one for me. Peanut butter and Nutella and a spoon. How many lies do you tell yourself about? I'm just going to have a little teaspoon. Lies. Lies never happens. And the trigger foods in the house, just don't buy them. Don't have them in the house. Um, the other big one, huge one, is sleep. So my husband, because we'd had a couple of cocktails yesterday, last night, was snoring before I even fell asleep, so I couldn't get to sleep. And then he was muttering in his sleep. So I've not had a great night's sleep last night. for had a fairly busy day, but a great day, but a busy day. Um, so I'm tired, and I can feel that, mm, I just want to eat something. I've just had tea. I want, like, I want to eat something. What, um, what could I have? It's not hunger, it's tiredness. So I tend to eat more when I'm tired. So if I'm well slept, there's a few things that happen. I'll train harder, my mood's better, and I won't eat junk or I won't crave junk because that's what my body, my body's looking for energy just now. It's feeling depleted of energy because I'm not slept well. No amount of food is going to change that. The only thing that will change that is sleep. But at the moment, I'm like, oh, what could I eat next? So having to think about what's the habit you could implement that would then just make everything else easier. Planning out your food is the ultimate one and any plan of any description for your week. So at the beginning of the week, I always look at what I've got on. I put in my diary in yellow um, the times I'm going to train, the times that are available for me to train. So some days, some weeks I'll get six sessions in and that's great. Other weeks it's three, but it's planned in and that's around what's happening in my life or the kids' life or whatever this week. Um, so if you've got a plan, you're always going, you're halfway to nail in your week. If you're trying to wing it, and I always say I'm the queen of winging it, but with things like that, you don't know what's happening when. If you've got an appointment in your diary, you know what you're having for tea that night, you know when you're training, and you know when you're getting your steps in, it's far easier to execute it, isn't it? Rather than getting to five o'clock at night, you just finished work, you're exhausted, I've no idea what I'm going to have for tea. I've still got a workout to do, and I'm only sitting at 3,000 steps. Whereas if you had that planned in and ticked off, um, then, then it's much easier. There's another book called Eat the Frog. Um, and that is um, basically talking about if you've got a job that you that's a hard job or a job that you don't particularly want to do or enjoy doing, do it first thing. So if your job that day was to eat a frog, if that was on your to-do list, eat the frog first thing in the morning. Um, so 
how to concrete your habits. So you'll probably know what habits you want or some of the ones that you want. But how do we make it as easy as possible? So just like the fruit bowl I was talking about, make it obvious. So if it is training in the morning that you want to get up early and train, have all your stuff ready, have the alarm set, make it very obvious. So when you wake up and you see your gym stuff, you're like, that's what I've got to do today. Um, my gym stuff's always laid out um, in the bathroom, ready to go so I can switch the light on and see what I'm doing. Although it's pretty much daylight at five in the morning now, isn't it? But it's all there. I don't have to go looking for it. Make it easy. So don't make it difficult. So like the fruit bowl analogy as well, you've got the fruit there, I can just reach and get a bit. And that's why the kids were eating more of it because they didn't have to, one, they could see it. Two, they didn't have to clamber behind all the packed lunches that get thrown in front of it. Um, it was there, they just had to reach it and grab it. Make it rewarding and be, be careful to define rewarding. So it might be, and we've done this already last week, was recognising your wins. We're so good at telling us, talking about all the stuff that we didn't do or that didn't go to plan. We don't recognise our wins and we need to reward our wins. So if you've made it obvious, it's nice and easy to do. Um, and then we're going to reward ourselves for it. But be careful with what you're rewarding yourself with. So a lot of people say, I've been good all week, I'm going to get a takeaway. Think about if you're on a fat loss journey, how nonsensical that is. So it's kind of like celebrating being sober by having a beer makes no sense at all but it could be something like, I love notebooks I might think right if I get all my sessions in for two weeks I'm gonna buy myself a new notebook whatever it is new gym gear that's always a winner as well new going out gear whatever it is but make sure you're it's rewarding for you and attach your new habit to a pre-existing habit so we've already spoken about in the morning to try and, try and get your water in, to have a big glass of water before you do anything. So I've got the, the glass there, my coffee cup. The kettle takes a couple of minutes to boil for my coffee. So I have a glass of water while the kettle's boiling. So things like that, I, I attach it to an existing habit. It might be that after dinner, you want to put in a walk. So what habit could you attach that to? It could be when you finish drying the dishes or tidying up, your trainers are sitting there, so they're obvious. It's easy to put them on. Um, and so you wash dishes, you go for a walk. Just like I get up, have a pee, brush my teeth. Think about how you a habit that's already firmly established. How could you attach another one onto that? And make the unwanted habits, the, the habits that aren't taking you towards your goal, hard to do. Make it difficult to do. So if it's like chocolate biscuits, make it an effort. Put them, hide them away somewhere. So you've got to, so you'll go on automatic pilot thinking, right, I need a chocolate biscuit and I need it now. And then if you've got to go through an awful lot of effort, maybe you've got to go to another room or you've got to, for me, we got a new kitchen and the top cupboards, I can't reach them. I've got to pull a chair over to get them. I was like, oh, never thought this one through. But you are then having to go through a lot of effort and it gives you a minute to just break that, that kind of autopilot loop to say, actually, do I want this? Is this in line with my goals? So you're going to make it obvious. You're going to make it easy. You're going to make it rewarding. Try and attach it onto something that you already do, habitually already do. And then the habits that you don't want, make them difficult to do. So things like if you want to wake up earlier in the morning, if you put your phone or your alarm clock on the other side of the room, you're going to have to get up out of bed to switch off the annoying noise. So it's quite hard then to go back to bed. I mean, you could. But it makes it harder than just having your phone next to you, doesn't it? So how can you, those two lists that you're going to have, how can you make the ones that help you easy, obvious, rewarding, and the ones that don't, difficult and unrewarding? They're unrewarding, but it's the same thing as wanting results right now. 
it's not unrewarding right away, is it? It's not until you do your weigh-in or your check-in that you're like, oh, damn it. But there's, again, same thing. There's no instant, you know, bang on three pounds straight away. It's the accumulation of bad habits also build up over time. Setting intentions. Now, I do this absolutely every single day. And I was laughing, actually, this afternoon. I'll tell you in a minute. But um, So get into the habit of setting out your intention for the day. Now, every day is probably going to look different. I very much doubt that you've got the same responsibilities, the same accountability, the same chores to do on each and every single day. And like I say, some weeks are quieter and I can get in six training sessions. Um, my mum was in hospital a few weeks ago. I, I think I got in two over two weeks. Um, again, not a big deal because the consistency on the, every other single day of the year has been good. But if you set your intention in the morning, so if you write down your goal, so you can say your goal in your head for the week, but if you write it down, your goal or your intention, you're 42% more likely to achieve it. How bonkers is that just by writing it down? So setting out your intention for the day, thinking about the daily ticks that you've got to do on the group. You know what your four things are that you need to do every single day. So you've already got that in your head in the morning that this is my intention that I am going to do my steps or nail my nutrition, drink my water, that you know what the point of the day is, the aim of the game, if you like. So that will help around that. And then accountability of some sort, you've got that in bucket loads here. But what is your intention for the day? So some days for me, it is, and the thing I was laughing about with my friend was, normally I'm teaching early morning in the gym, but we, Jen and I switched shifts. So I had the morning off. So I got up early and went out for a walk with my friend. And in my journal in the morning, I had written, I'm going to have a really productive work day. So in the background, there's lots of stuff to do sitting at this computer, which is not what I enjoy. So I tend to get all of that done on a Monday. So then it frees me up the rest of the week. I'm going to have such a productive day. I'm going to work all day long and get everything done. And then she said, oh, I'm off work. Do you fancy going for a seat up this afternoon? But I tell you, here's another thing with a, a deadline. I got everything done in the morning because I wanted to go for that seat up. I said, I have to get it all done. And if I have, I'll come with you. I got all done. So something that would previously have taken me all day, I got done in four hours. <laughs> Four and a half hours, done and dusted, boom. Um, because there was a reward at the end of it if I did. So think about in the morning, don't just wing your day. That's never gonna, that's never gonna win it. You want to be thinking, right, today my goal is it might be to feel good, it might be to nail a box jump in the gym. Do you know there, there, an intention that you say, I'm gonna make sure I eat all my meals, I'm gonna stick to my nutrition. Make yourself those vows and commitments and then follow through on them. That's the important bit. We can all make promises to ourselves, don't we? And think about if you had a friend that constantly broke promises to you, you wouldn't be a friend that long, would you? You would get fed up with them and think, what's all the shit coming out your mouth? But think about how many times you let yourself down. Um, so following through on that intention is also very important. So I, I, did, I did have a very productive day. It was just a bit shorter than normal. <laughs> um, so you can do this daily or weekly. I get up, I do my coffee and my water and my teeth and all that kind of thing. And then I do a 10 minute meditation. Meditation might be your thing, it might not be your thing, but I do that before I look at social media, before I look at my emails, before I look at anything. Because it just gives me 10 minutes to focus my mind on what I actually want to achieve that day. It's very easy just to power on into the day and just see what it throws at you. And that's been very reactive. We can be a bit more proactive if you think, right, this is the goal of today. So, for example, on Sunday, the goal, the intention I wrote down was connection. 
because we all had a day off. So I wanted to connect with my husband. I wanted to connect with the kids. It's all very busy in this house. We're all flying past each other. How was school? Great. Okay, what are you, what are you flying off to now? Um, so th that was my intention was connection. That was the only thing. So think about on each given day and why is it important? Give it an importance. Give it some gravity so that it's, it is important. It's important whether you do it and it's important if you don't as well. So for me, if we don't, if I don't have connection with my kids and my husband, there's a big problem there, <laughs> a big, big problem. So it's important. It's very, very important. Training is important to me. Eating well is important to me. But the most important thing on Sunday was connection. So my nutrition was, I mean, it was fairly healthy food, but it was just a lot of food. I had some alcohol, which I don't normally do. Um, but we had a lovely meal out. We had a good laugh and a good chat. Once God, I stopped being hungry, I was like, please give her some food. <laughs> And what are the consequences of not doing what you said you would do? So there's the part that we spoke about of the lack of trust that you'll have in yourself to follow through on anything else that you say. Um, but also the, the result that you'll get. If you don't follow through on what you said you were going to do, what's the consequences? And if you do follow through on what you said you were going to do, if you do do what you said you were going to do, what's possible then? If you set intentions every day to get those four ticks on the Facebook group at the end of each day, What's possible? What would happen if you just knuckled down, promised to yourself, committed to yourself and got it done no matter what? What's possible at the end of seven days? Have a little think about that. Okay, so this is a quote from the book that I was speaking about, James Clear, Atomic Habits. Each action is a vote for the person you want to become. And I love that. You think about that. So you, you think about, am I voting for who I want to become or am I voting for, the, for, for this version of me that doesn't make me happy? So who are you voting for this week? Who is getting your vote? The old version of you or this new, amazing, healthy, happy person of you? So let's bring the framework down. Uh, sorry, the time frame down. In seven days, who do you want to be then? And what do you need to do to get there? So this can make it as simple, as simple as you can. No big grand gestures, no things that are going to require huge amounts of effort, but those small little changes that you can make, that one habit that will have a domino effect on everything else. So who do you want to be? Anybody want to put that in the chat? I've been talking nonstop. Who would you want to be in seven days' time? The version of you in seven days' time. You want to be me? What would what would you describe you? What version of you? One guy's getting involved. It's much more interesting <laughs> than listening to me. The best version of you. So then, what would you need to do to be the best version of you? What do you need to do to get there? And then this is something you can maybe do in your own time, Gillian, but. Describe the best version of you. How do they look? How do they talk? Who do they hang about with? How do they feel? Get really specific about what that best version is because it's dead easy to say, oh, I'm going to be happy and healthy. Well, describe that because that might be very different for you than it is for me. Happy and healthy, for me, it's just contentment. That's happiness. It's feeling content, not worrying too much about things, not being stressed about things, having oomph and motivation about me. I really hate it when I'm not like that. Um, Nicholas saying positive. Yep. Like if you can, I sometimes, I've had a bit of a hell of a time the last few weeks with hormones. Mood's been kind of 
up and down like this. And I said to James, I am so sick of listening to myself more than so sick. Um, and he normally says, if I'm hard on myself, he would just say to, you'll say to me, like, what would you say to your clients? And he used it the other way around. What would you say to a client that came on in? Like, oh, yeah. I would tell them to take control and um, try and look on the bright side of things. Like, oh. um, and stop being so hard on yourself. Yeah. So maybe the, the best version of you is somebody who's happy and content with themselves and is kind to themselves. That's maybe believe in yourself. Yeah. 100%. So think about what you need to do to get there. Same with you, Nicola. What do you need to do to be that positive person? And what do you not need to do? What helps you become a negative person? If we're talking about opposites, I'm not saying you're a negative person, but what's the, 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 the version that you don't want to be? What are the things that you do that help that? Um, so I know for me, I've pushed too hard, I worked too hard, I trained too hard. It's who I am. But I am getting better. I am getting better at being able to rest. So like tonight, there is still a little bit of work to do I need to do today. But do you know what? If it doesn't get done tonight, nothing bad happens. It can it can get done tomorrow. Um, so I've been watching Firefly Lane and I've got one episode left. So I'm going to down tools and I'm going to watch that and have an early night because I didn't sleep well. But what do you need to, to do? So I know for me, I know if I take a full day off, I am come back to work. I'm like, right, let's go. If I keep working, 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 inevitably... I'm just not as motivated and I like being a motivated person. So what do I need to do to be that person? I need to rest. I need a little pit stop every so often. It's very difficult to rest, isn't it? So how you, and the whole reason of me getting you to kind of go into that and describe the version of yourself is we all have an identity we, we put against ourselves. Um, so <clears throat> you're, Gillian's saying there, I don't want to be the girl I am just now. So that person is who you currently identify as. So the girl I am just now, that girl will do lots of things that will keep you that girl. I 100% agree you're changing and you're, you're embracing new things and you're doing absolutely fantastically well. It's a very difficult journey for Jillian, but we're getting there. Baby steps, same thing, small small changes at a time. And you know what, she might um, get annoyed with me, but she doesn't. <laughs> um, so... How you describe yourself, it will drive your habits and behaviours. So the prime example here would be someone who says, I'm an emotional eater. Um, I got a check in from somebody yesterday. I'm, I'm an emotional eater. I always have been. I always will be. So she's identifying as someone who is an emotional eater and always will be. Can you see how that statement would drive then her habits and behaviours? So as soon as something happens that triggers stress, unhappiness, upset, I'm an emotional eater. Let's go and do what emotional eaters do. And if you can change your identity, your self-identity, not change your identity, I'm sure that's against the law. Um, but your self-identity, how you view yourself, um, then you will strive to have that identity. Whatever identity you have, we all like to be right. We like to be right about things. So if you say I'm an emotional eater, well, then I'm going to do stuff that shows you that I'm an emotional eater because that's who I am. Um, you see this a lot of time with someone who maybe has grown up quite poor and win the lottery. They don't know what to do. It's not their world. It's not their identity. They don't know what to do with it. And they lose all the money and they spend all the money, get rid of it, and they're back to square one because that's who they believe they are. And with a lottery win, it's an instant change, isn't it? So it's not something you've got used to. But how can you start changing the words you use? And you'll find as you go through with check-ins, I'll start challenging on the words that you're using. And you might think it's slightly insignificant. But if you continually tell yourself you are something, then you will be that thing. So how can you change that identity, that view of yourself? 
So one thing I say to myself around training, I'm not always motivated to train, and I'll say, no, we're doing it because that's who we are. That's what we do. And I use that in business as well, and that's kind of how, you know, when I take on new coaches, I'm like, this is who we are, and this is what we do, and this is how we make people feel. Full stop. Full stop. Um, So if you say, well, no, I'm going to eat well because that's what I do. That's who I am, and that's what I do. Same as the flip side of that is, well, I'm going to eat loads of food because I'm an emotionally and that's who I am and that's what I do. You can change that story. Change the narrative. Change the story about what you're saying. Um, Jolly said, I can see myself change and the positive me in classes helps enjoy the class more. Yep. So, again, Jillian, hope you don't mind me sharing, but Jillian came in. Um, I hated that class. It was rubbish. I hurt myself. You know, there was, there was a lot of... And that is normal because she was uncomfortable. She's starting a new training class. She... It doesn't feel great. Any of you have been in and done your first training class, feels a bit uncomfortable. You feel a bit like you don't know what's happening. Everybody else does. And Jill and I had a chat and I said, right, positive pants on. We're going in no morning. And she messaged me after and said, I love that class. It was brilliant. And I said, I bet you half the reason is because you went in with that positive mindset. And then she got so much more out of it. So not only did she get the workout, she got she felt bloody amazing afterwards. All from a change in here, not from a change and what she did in the gym. So 100%. So your mindset, your emotions will always drive your behaviours. So if you can manage your emotions and you can put your emotions into the, the, the best version of you and identify as that person, so that person might always turn up to the training sessions, excluding things that are out with your control. They might prep their foods. What habits and behaviours is this best version of you? Think about somebody that you, um, yeah, you still want a bit, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking for miracles, Julian. <laughs> Think about someone who maybe inspires you to be happy, healthy, or someone who inspires you at work. What are the qualities about them that you like, and wh- what do they do? So people will say to me all the time, "Oh, look at your physique. You're very lucky." There's no luck involved in this. This is hard work and dedication. I, I'm not born like this. That's the hard work and dedication. And again, I'm a woman, so I will always say, like, there's improvements to be made. I always want to improve. But I'm not lucky. There's no luck involved. So people who are successful, it's not luck. They've done something that you haven't. And find out what that is and then do it. Find out what that is and then do it. All right, accountability time. So I want everybody who's on the call to put something in the group. Give me two or three new habits that you're going to introduce this week. And then two or three that you're either going to get rid of or minimise. So there's some things you can't get rid of. Um, I can't stop using my phone, for example. But I can minimise the time I spend on it and do that by having not looking at it until after half seven. Um, and not all the time, full disclosure, not all the time. Um, I put up your accountability at nine o'clock at night. And um, I'm normally in bed at nine o'clock at night. So then in the morning, I think I better reply to all your comments. Um, Gillian is saying, slow walk. Perfect. So Gillian is, we're working on reducing Gillian's activity a little bit. It's very high. Um, so a slow walk is good for her. Just to fit a little bit of context in there. That is a good habit to have for Gillian. Come on, guys, everybody on the call, give me two or three habits that you're going to put in and two or three that you're going to minimise. Can you hear my daughter banging about upstairs? That's nurse dancing. 
Come on, guys, get involved, get involved, get involved. Hopefully you've not put me on mute and fallen asleep. Even the dog wants to get involved. You see that? This is what I'm contending with. Um, Nicholas saying, plan to reduce my nighttime nibbling by distracting myself with other tasks, going out for a walk, etc. The other thing um, at nighttime is things that make it very easy when we're talking about making a bad habit hard to do. Um, things like going to the bath, hard to then eat if you, unless you're taking food in with you, so don't take food in with you. Brush your teeth. Nobody wants to eat after they brush their teeth. Um, drinking water first thing and getting gym clothes on. Yep. If you're dressed for the occasion, then you're more likely to go and do it. So I think I spoke about before um, when it was dressed down day at work when I used to work in an office. I didn't do any work. <laughs> I wasn't dressed for it. I wasn't in my uniform. If you've got your gym gear on, you're pretty much likely to go and do it, aren't you? And drinking more water as well. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Okay. Now, I thought I'd do a quick nutrition Q&A. So these are some of the common things that you guys have asked me this week. Um, but first of all, if we've got any questions around habits, anything that you think you might struggle with, um, just put a no in if you don't have any questions. And if you do, either feel free to unmute or put them in the chat box. And then I'll go over the nutrition questions. Anything about habits? Nope. Fab. All right, so there's quite a, a bit about hitting protein target. Now, this is a really common thing. Most of us don't eat enough protein. And the protein levels um, is that I've given you is in the medium. So you're not at the top end of your protein. So one of the questions was, what happens if I go over my protein? Nothing, nothing. I've given you a medium amount of protein for a target because I know it's something that people struggle with. So we've given you enough. We've not given you kind of the top end. So if you go over, it's not a problem. Your protein intake is important for lots of reasons. Mainly, it will help you feel fuller. Um, if you're over 35, it's going to help you maintain your muscle mass that you've got. So as we age, we lose muscle mass. Protein helps you maintain that. And it will help you recover from your workouts as well. So that's why protein is important. Um, so hitting your protein intake. Try and make sure you've got around 15 to 20 grams of protein at each meal. And that the protein is the, the first thing you're considering when you're making a meal. So that might be that you've got some chicken, some fish, some yogurt, whatever it is, whatever meal of the day it is. Some of you asked about protein powder. Now, it's not essential. Um, however, I do use it daily. Um, I can't drink it. It gives me the heave. Um, I put it into my porridge in the morning. fills me up more. I get 20 grams of protein, well, about 27 grams of protein by the time you add in um, the porridge as well. So we're get, I'm getting a fair work of protein first thing in the morning. So breakfast is probably the meal that most people struggle with because it's not tends to be one that we don't cook. But things like Greek yogurt, so proper Greek yogurt, not the Greek style yogurt, that's really high in protein as well for a small amount of calories. If you get the 0% fat, um, you can have 200 grams of that yogurt for 100 calories. Um, and I think there's something like 18 grams of protein in that. But just finding, again, go to the Welcome Pack. There's a whole list of uh, protein sources there but make your meal the first thing you consider being the protein source and then add the rest in if you can get um 20 to 50 15 to 25 grams of protein at each meal over three meals there's 75 grams then you've got your snacks and whatever else you add in as well that should make up the rest um hitting your water intake it's literally drinking it so i have this later in a half bottle of water that I filled up this morning 
that will get finished. So they have to finish up before they go to bed. Dog. Um, and I know that I can't drink too much of it too close to bedtime or I'm not going to get any sleep. So I make sure that I have it, that glass of water. So I have that later and a half. Then I have my glass of water in the morning. I have a glass of water with each of my meals. Um, and then teas and coffees count as well, but obviously want predominantly to be water. Um, Jolly said you can get more protein in, that's good. Um, who's iPhone? Sorry, it just says iPhone. I don't know who it is. I'm trying to think who it was last week. Maybe the same person. Um, if you go over in carbs and fats, so if you have stuck to your calories and hit your protein, it, you can't really go over on carbs and fats. So you want it to be roughly your carbs about 40 to 50% of your total calorie intake and your fats about 25 to 30, but I would not stress it. Calories are king when we're talking about fat loss, protein second prize, um, and then the carbs and fats will go in there. But if you, the only way you've eaten more, too many carbs is if you've gone over your calories. So if you've hit calories and protein, so the only thing you need to worry about is your calories and protein. Good and bad foods. So a lot of people say, are nuts good or are they bad? Be careful, again, picking up on words that you use. Food's not bad. There's no, there, it doesn't need to go in the naughty corner. Um, there's just different nutritional values to each food. So I had apple pie and custard as a, as a dessert yesterday. Um, is that good or bad? It was good. It was good. It was delicious. Um, but put it into context as well. So if your meals have been really good all day and you've got 300 calories left and you want a Mars bar and you've hit your protein, is that bad? And you're going to stay within your calories. Is it bad? So there are no good and bad foods. I don't like the term good and bad foods. Um, even things like, oh, I've been good all week. Or was bad at the weekend. No, you weren't. <laughs> you were eating different foods. And then we tend to get very clinical about what is good and bad. If you think about food as foods, there'll be um, foods that are nourishing, good for you, that will make your body feel good. There'll be foods that don't. So I don't drink alcohol that often because it doesn't make me feel good. It does at the time, but not for a good couple of days afterwards. Um, my body doesn't particularly like it. So I had one cocktail, one glass of wine. That was enough for me. Um, so in that case, that might be a bad food for me or a bad source of calories. It might be a bad source, um, but purely because it doesn't make me feel good. So no good and bad foods is that, as far as I'm concerned, unless you're allergic or they make you feel like rubbish. Um, having calories left over at the end of the day, this is not something to strive to have. So I want you to try and eat your calories because if we go way under on calories, there will be some point when your body's, because remember, we've already put you into a deficit, we've increased your calories. And then if you cut that even more, so lots of people say, I've tried to down to 100 calories and I can't do it. No, you can't because it's not enough food and your body's going to kick in and say, excuse me, pal, I am starving. Can I get some of those chocolate digestive plates or those Kit Kats? Um, I need some food and I need some energy and I need it right now. So that stuff would work really quickly. So try and eat your calories. If you're genuinely not hungry, genuinely not hungry, and you're not just trying to speed up the fatless process because it's a, it's a false economy trying to do that, then yeah, it seems silly to not to eat when you're not hungry when you're trying to lose fat. But if that happens one day, that's totally fine. If it's happened consistently, then nine times out of 10, what happens is some kind of uncontrolled eating episode. Going over on calories. So hopefully you've watched the social, um, how to manage your social life. The same principle applies here. Let's say you go way over, you go 500 calories over. You can pull that back. If you shave 100 calories, which you'll barely miss, 
over the next five days, and that takes you up to your check-in or your weigh-in, you're in exactly the same place. So try not to kind of dramatize it. <laughs> um, again, when emotions are high, we make silly decisions. And some people then go, oh, well, screwed up then. Um, I'm just going to hit the fucking switch and I'm going to go and eat loads. Um, so it can be pulled back. So the first thing you need to do if that happens is to message me and we'll put a wee plan so you feel like you've got the control back. Because it's not always about the calories, it's about you feeling like you've failed or you've lost control of a situation. So message me, we'll put a plan in place, we'll get that back under control. Um, yeah, do, 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 what Jillian's saying. Um, oh, sorry, I missed when you typed that, Jillian. What's the biggest problem? And then iPhone said, we, dealing with weekend invitations. So again, there is a, sorry, I'm calling you iPhone. I, just, I don't know who it is. Is your camera on, actually? No. Who's iPhone? Um, dealing with weekend invitations. So again, there's a video that I posted, I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday last week, um, about how to manage your social life. So it's about going in with the intention of, I want to stick to my goals or do you know what I'm going to go and enjoy the night but I accept that maybe my fat loss won't be as great this week so it's very healthy oh Fiona and there we go and um, yeah because we've got Nicola and Jillian and then iPhone and <laughs> um, so yeah so Fiona um, if it is but if it's something that's happening once in a while go for it and enjoy it I always say to people go enjoy don't kick the arse out of it and then get back on track the next day. Or we put a plan in place beforehand. So maybe we use one of your high days or we put two of your high days to give, together. So that gives you an extra 200 calories. We maybe shave 100 calories off three or four days of the week. That's an extra 700 calories on top of the calories you've already got for your high day. So that gives you some buffer. It gives you some kind of damage limitation there. And then just, again, go and enjoy. Don't kick the arse out. Make sensible choices. Decide what the intention is when you go out. So my intention when I went out on Sunday was to go and stuff my face. I even said to James, I'm going to waddle back up this road. We have not been out for a good, like, stress-free, not enough. We didn't have a time to leave. We didn't have to get home for anything. Not I had that for ages. So that was my intention. And I don't feel guilty about it. I don't feel bad about it. I was delighted about it because I stuck to my intention. Um, so, again, and then it's picking the things like, do you want to go? <laughs> if you don't want to go, politely decline if you do and you want to go and enjoy it decide what your intention is i'm going to go and i'm going to be careful make sensible choices and maybe won't drink um, or i'm going to go and enjoy it but i accept what might happen around my results or third option is you make a plan for the week before and you kind of bank some calories um so you're in a credit when you go out and then you can go and enjoy yourself but that's the best way i would do it is there any other questions around nutrition anything at all actually any questions you've got for me tonight Just pop no in the box if you don't. And I will leave you to get on with your evening. So just a reminder, in case you've forgotten, nothing changes if nothing changes. If you're looking for change and you are changing nothing, there will be no change. And you've got to think about it, that that is your responsibility. You're 100% in control of this. It may feel like you're not, but you are. You are 100% control of making change of putting these habits and behaviours in, of getting rid of, rid of the other ones. Some are harder than others. Like, I'm the first to admit that. Um, things like staying off my phone in the morning. Most of the time I do it. 
not 100% of the time, but it's way better than it was. So if we're talking about that power of 1% or those small increments, so maybe, I don't know, two mornings out of the week, I'll go straight onto my phone. Not straight on, but onto my phone before I said I would. But five mornings, I don't. So that's a huge improvement from before. Massive. So think about it that way. Um, and you can and you will. So make, if you want to change this week, you've got to make the changes. And you've got to believe that you can and you will. Same thing as the self-identity. If you don't think you can, then you probably can't. You're probably right. If you think you can, you'll go and get it. You're like, I'm doing this. Have you ever had that pep talk with yourself and you're like, I'm going to do this? And there's no two ways about it. It's happening. I do it all the time with the gym. I'm like, Jen's saying, well, how's that going to work? And that doesn't sound like that would work. No, it's happening. We just have to find a way to make it work. It's happening. All right. If you're watching this on playback, pop any questions that you have in the comments below. But that is us for this evening. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, any questions, obviously, anytime, just give me a shout. But we are done for Monday night. I'm going to go and watch my episode of Firefly Lane. All right, have a good evening, guys. I will speak to you soon. Take care. Bye.